0: Start spreading the news. You're leaving today. Steve went to New York for some NFT fun. He's going to tell us about his trip and what he did. And if the NFT world has some takeaways. So let's start the show. Bam, 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 bam. What the heck is crypto? Bam, 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 bam. With me and Steven, we're back again for you. How much longer is this song? But hey guys, welcome <laughs> back to the show. <laughs> welcome back to the show. Adam right here with Steven Cesaro. Am I still saying it wrong? No, that was that was perfect. Thank you. Cuz uh, upon First glance of the pronunciation, that looks like it could be also be uh, ses, 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 Cesaro. Cesaro. Get that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that's just, you know, that's if you just don't know how to read. Because it's pretty <laughs> clearly Cesaro. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, if you couldn't tell from the, uh, the opening song, Stephen was in New York City. Not just to uh, see what all the uh, warm nuts in Times Square are all about or to see the new Frozen musical. But because there was the largest NFT event of the year, uh, I don't know what it was called. I'm just assuming like NFT NYC. NFT NYC. NYC. Yeah, you got There it it is. Very good. And um, first of all, why'd you go? Is this like the Super Bowl for NFT? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that's pretty accurate right now. Uh, Just wanted
1: to see... What all the fuss was about, you know, right. NFT world, usually you're, uh, you're, you're talking on Twitter to a bunch of monkey pictures and cartoon penguins and stuff. So it's good to go put like a face to a penguin. See right. who's like behind the screen there, see what's actually going on. Uh, meet people in real life as scary as it
0: is for a lot of NFT people. It's like penguin Tinder. Kind of. Yeah. They're like, Hey, I've seen this person on my phone. I've swiped on him. Now it's time to meet him live in the flesh. Yeah, except there's no women there in the flesh. So that's, a, that's another problem. Also, Penguin Tinder is, kind, is a great band name, but it's also, you know, it's kind of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not oxymoron, where something sounds good, but it just can't happen. Is there a word for that? Mm. Well, just because all you're penguins look me. alike. They do. All penguins look alike. So it's like, if you're swiping on one and you're like, oof, here we go. It's like, dude, that's, that's your brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so you get to New York. How was the travel over? Good. It was good. Travel over was flawless. Travel back was a little, little sketchy. But are you we a there in one piece? Are you a good flyer? Do you need snacks? Can you be a window guy? Are you forced to go to the middle? Like, what's your move? Yeah, I'm pretty
1: flexible. Prefer the prefer the window seat. I almost almost didn't drink on the flight over because it was the morning, and then I I capitulated and had a Bloody Mary towards the yeah. end of the flight. Of
0: course, uh, <laughs> got to do it. It also does make any of the uh, turbulence a little more uh, tolerable if you got a little oh, buzz yeah. going on. Oh yeah, I find flying stoned is also a great remedy for that. But then, if the turbulence gets a little too shaky and you are a little too high, then you start having flashbacks of like you know the movie Cast Away, and you're like, oh fuck, I am not <laughs> prepared to sit in the emergency exit row. Like they asked me upon you know takeoff are you ready to assist and be a hero and i'm like i mean look if i can find the my gushers in the next 15 minutes and my sprite and cure this cotton mouth i've got then yeah i'll be able to like grab an oxygen mask for a 10 year old but if i can't do that then i think we're just gonna have to ask me to to bow out of this one and you're gonna have to go two rows back to that hot couple we all saw aboard the plane and ask one of those two you know sweet civilians to step up right they're already getting so much you already upgraded them because of their you know their sexual chemistry so maybe yeah. ask them to step up you know what they you know what they do to each other so think about what they would do for a stranger um all right so you get to New York <laughs> you get to New York and you what is it just like you know, is it like a convention of sorts or is it like, is there a lot of hype around it? Did you have this planned for weeks or is it just like a, Oh, I'm going to go to this casually and pop in and see what's going on. Or is this like a big hyped up event? It's a big hyped up event. I booked a ticket the night
1: before and I booked a hotel, like basically on the plane. So it's kind of nice. last, last minute for me. Uh, there is a convention of sorts with speakers and 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 booths that you walk around and people show and all sorts of weird stuff. But I, I don't generally go to the conventions. I, I find that they're, they're kind of boring. I like to go right. and go to the satellite events, just
0: grab dinners with people, go out drinking with people. just kind of meet people that way. So that's mostly what I did here. Okay. So walk us through. Now you get to the, like the event is being held for what purpose? Is it like a educating everyone on NFT or is it like, this is what's happening is it for someone like me that maybe doesn't know much or is it for the, uh, the top NFTers to come together and just, you know, jerk each other off? It's definitely for that a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's also for new people. It's,
1: it's for, for newbies. It's for kind of B2B stuff for businesses. There's people doing everything there uh, from really cool things to just absolute complete nonsense and, right. and everything in between. It's, it's a, it's a pretty big space, the NFT space, and, and a lot of it is really dumb. Most of it is really dumb, I would say,
0: but there's, there's some good stuff happening there. What, uh, what caught your eye as soon as you got in there? Were you like uh, starstruck by anyone that's big in the <laughs> NFT world, or did you, uh, was there a booth or a, 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 you know, some sort of speaking uh, situation uh, that you got drawn immediately to? Were you so like, I- oh
1: shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I went to some satellite events. The, the first thing I went to was the, uh, the crypto CryptoPunks brunch. Are you familiar with CryptoPunks? No. You should, uh, you should pull them up on your computer. I think uh,
0: CryptoPunks.app. And what are these guys? It's a band? Oh, wow. <laughs> They're all like Nintendo characters. What does it say? 10,000 yeah. unique collectible characters with proof of ownership stored on Ethereum blockchain. The project that inspired the modern crypto art movement Selected press and appearances include Mashable, CNBC, The Financial Times, Bloomberg. The CryptoPunks are 10,000 uniquely generated characters. No, no two are exactly alike. Each of them can be officially owned by a single person on the Ethereum blockchain. Okay. So what does that mean? <laughs> so, so
1: these are like the, um, they're not really like the original NFTs, but they're sort of the original profile picture NFTs that gain traction on Ethereum, right? Okay. These, were, these were released in uh, 2017, I think. If you scroll down, you could probably see some of the prices on these things. You'll yeah. probably be a little it's mind blown.
0: A, wow. Current lowest price punk available, 66.95 ETH. ETH which yeah. is ETH, which is translated to $79,728 in American dollars. Yeah. So that's your min price to get into one of these things right now. You have to spend that much to get into this. Yeah, that's what the cheapest CryptoPunk costs. Get the uh, fuck out of here! I think I think the
1: uh, I think the most expensive one sold in February for like twenty million dollars. Right, I think it's on there. It's one of the one of the rare aliens. They have like different traits. There's there's humans. There's zombies. There's apes. There's aliens. And then they got stupid hats and beards and sunglasses and hoodies and like the hoodies are very sought after gives you a lot of clout in the community. If you've got a a hoodie punk and they, they, they trade for a lot of money. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, I went to a, I I went to a brunch for punk holders. Uh, Hmm. I Actually didn't have a punk at the time. I I, I bought one the night before, so I could go to the brunch uh, because I wanted to, to mingle with all the the punk people Uh, in the, in the Ethereum world, like the punk holders are, they're, they're, they're like big players in the space. Right. So I was at this brunch and everybody I talked to was like a a VC, some big trader. They built a protocol. uh, Like they were one of the original guys who minted these things. One of the craziest things about the punks is that they were free initially. Like you could have rolled up to the website in 2017 and just clicked a button and, and just minted, minted a bunch of them for, for no money. And, and now they're, some
0: of them are worth millions. So these again, I've asked this before. NFT is is just what like define? Because I'm I'm confused at like why you can get these characters and these are. I'm confused at why you would buy these. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a great question. Uh, most people,
1: you know, who are sane humans, look at this and they go, "This is this is the dumbest crap I've ever seen."
0: Um, as you you probably should. As a I sane, mean, it, there's an element human. of like pokemon magic the gathering where it's like these are characters right so i understand that part of like collecting i mean pokemon go wasn't their slogan like collect them all right gotta gotta catch them all yeah gotta catch them all right which i mean and then pokemon go by the way if you died from pokemon go from trying to catch pokemon go which there was a handful (laughs) of news stories that came out of people like walking into track traffic or walking off bridges trying to catch a balbazar or a fucking pikachu can you imagine that being your story you, you go to some barbecue, and they're like, they're like Evan, where were you? Oh, sorry, I was late, dude. I, uh, I don't really want to talk about it. Dude, come <laughs> on. What happened, man? let get it out of the way so we can enjoy uh, the night and have a good time, man. We're celebrating the gender reveal party for Mark and Susan. Well, this is kind of the opposite <laughs> of, of that news. This is uh, kind of a downer. Why? Well, you guys remember Rob, right? Yeah, dude. Fucking uh, rabbit Rob. Yeah, yeah, and well he actually doesn't go by Rabbit Rob anymore cuz he he stopped uh he stopped stealing rabbits. So now he's just uh now he was just regular Rob. Oh, like he went he went by regular Rob? No, he went by Rob. It's just I'm I'm I added the regular like that's he's just just say just say his name now. Okay, cool. We'll say it next time we see him. Well, that's the thing you won't. Why? Well, he walked off the 405. What the fuck? <laughs> the, what are you talking about? He was walking. Why was he walking on the 405? Well, he was trying to catch them all. Catch what? <laughs> he already has every STD. Well, no, that's. Wow, really? I didn't know that. I, no, I'm talking about Pokemon characters. Yeah, well, he's sexually promiscuous. With who? <laughs> the Pokemon? No. What I'm trying to tell you is he's got all the STDs. Uh, thank you for that. But he walked off the freeway trying to catch all the Pokemon characters. Why would he do that? Because he's got free time. I don't know, man. He's. <laughs> turning 40 next week and he's just trying to figure it all out, man. We all are. And well, he okay, so did he catch them all? No. Well then, <laughs> he should just come to the party. He can't, man. He died. What? Doing what? Trying to catch the Pokémon. Are you fucking listening? All right. So, if there's a character in here that you could buy first, Steve, what would you say would be the um like I'm looking at a lot of uh, characters on the screen here and it says largest sales 1 through 12. Um they don't look like they have any character names and as I was just joking in that Pokemon rant, a character name for me carries a lot of weight and value. Um just the face isn't really going to suck me in. That's what she said. But um are there is there a character in the uh in the CryptoPunk world that you would go, "Yo Adam, if you're thinking about dropping some cash for one, I'd start with this guy."
1: Yeah, so which uh which one should you buy first? Uh, honestly, kind of depends on how rich you are, unfortunately. Um the space is really new and most of the characters, the collections, they're they're kind of trash, right? Mm-hmm. So you can sort of buy certainty by investing in one of the really really OG kind of blue chip collections, but the really OG blue chip collections are are very very expensive, right? So if you want a profile pic that tells everybody you know, how fancy you are, uh, CryptoPunks are one of, the, one of the best ones. They're the OG project. But you might not have 80 grand lying around to buy one. Uh, the other really popular one, I don't know if you've seen it. You ever see the Board Ape Yacht Club? No. Uh, Board Ape Yacht Club is probably the most expensive profile pic right now. Okay. It's, it's, a bunch of, it's a bunch of monkeys, basically. But those will run you, I think, like a like a hundred grand to start. So it's it's yeah it's it's kind of stupid. I I recommend when people get into the space, they just like screw around and buy stuff that they like, and not try to make money from it initially, because you're 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 probably just going to lose all your money to to be quite frank. Um, Everybody's sort of playing a game to figure out which one of these dumb little animal characters is going to be the next. Board Apes. And if you're right about that game, you might do 100,000 X on your money,
0: but mostly you'll probably lose it. And again, the way to kind of anticipate which character might pop off and be the next, you know, big thing is there's no real formula to follow to predict that. It's just instinct or seeing what people are buying. Yeah, this, this space is really good for people who aren't like
1: technical people. Like when you, when you talk to me and I talk to you about Ethereum security or, you know, your eyes kind of glaze over, that's how most people are, right? Most people don't understand what the coins are, or what they do, but they look at a cute little picture of a penguin and they're like, Oh, I like that guy. He's got a little bowl cut and a kimono. That's really cute. So people identify with the NFTs because they have this sort of visual element to them. There's a cultural element to them. The other thing about these projects is they all, they all come with like a like a built-in kind of Discord community where you go into a chat and then there's 2,000 other people in there who own the the Penguin or the Ape and they're all chatting about it. So you've got this kind of army that goes around on Twitter and tells everybody why their cartoon thing is the best and everybody should buy it. And people,
0: some people vibe with different communities, you know, so that might be a way to do it. Right. Um. All right, so big takeaways from NFT NYC.
1: Yeah, big uh, big takeaways. The it, it there's kind of like opposite ends of the spectrum here. One one takeaway is that this is, this is definitely the future. This is the killer app for crypto. This is the thing that's going to produce like a ton of adoption in the future. Also, I, I, I kind of hated a lot of the people that I met. <laughs> there's a lot of people there who uh, think that they're really smart because they, you know, they, they minted a, picture of a monkey and it went to a million dollars and you know, they're, they're genius now, but a lot of people are just kind of buying lotto tickets, uh, you know, so, uh, there's, there's some good stuff in the space, um, for anybody who's talented enough to kind of comb through the wreckage or dig through all the crap out there and find the diamonds in the rough, you could definitely make a lot of money, but you know, 99 out of a hundred things at at least are
0: also complete. Crap. So kind of two things going on at once there. You know what I mean? Are there people at this event that are like me that are, you know, clueless and are walking around looking for advice? And, you know, if you're walking around this event, looking to buy and looking to gain just knowledge, are there uh, people to go up to and ask like, Hey, what should I like? Like, is there a Steven Cesaro there? Like, first of all, if someone saw you, would they just, ask you for advice or they're like trained professionals that are standing around with like, you know, chocolate milk shot glasses. Like, you know, you know how like at like a Vegas pool party, there'll be girls with like Red Bull vodka shots. So like at an NFT thing, are there like, you know, hot girls walking around with again, like chocolate milk or like other, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what the main beverage for an NFT wizard is. Like somebody that's like, (laughs) you know, like what is it? Like whatever they're walking around with other people that are uh, at your disposal to, To go, hey, you look like you're new around here and you don't know what the fuck's happening. Uh, I would suggest going over to that place and starting buying a couple of those. Yes and no. Uh, I mean, one of the scary things at events like this is
1: everybody is kind of trying to sell you something. Everybody's got some bag that they're trying to pump. And this thing is better, you know, buy my stupid coin, buy my stupid NFT. Uh, right. there's very few people there who are sort of, uh, detached, like intelligent observers who are going to, you know, give you like a balance th- like, chances are you're going to walk and talk to like a shill, you know, it's like, you, you know, people who do CrossFit, they can't go more than three
0: seconds without telling you about CrossFit. It's like CrossFit veganism, yeah. that, that sort of thing. Right, 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 right. So I guess my next question is, um, coming back from an, a, an event like this, is someone like you who... I feel like, you know, as an expert in this world, did you come back uh, with like a, you know, something that you didn't know before or that you were like, wow, that piece of info, thank God I went to this uh, event because I couldn't have found that out online. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is there like, what's the true uh, advantage you have to going to these types of events that you, uh, you know, wouldn't have access to otherwise? I think, I think the biggest takeaway for me is that behind
1: these little cartoon characters or pieces of art, whatever you want to call them, uh, there, there's a community of actual people who own them and exist in real life who who do things in the real world. And right. when you're there in the wild and you're just actually talking to all of these people one-on-one, you get this like real view of who's actually behind the screen, who's actually underneath all these projects. And um, I, I just had this realization that when you, when, when you're buying these NFTs, right, you're you're buying more than just like a picture of a lion smoking a blunt or whatever. You're, you're, you're buying, Mm -hmm. you're buying access to a community in a way you're buying like a connection to other people in the space, people who do things. And it really hammered home for me that most of these community, most of these communities are like kind of a bunch of gambling 24 year olds, but a couple of them are like real builders in the space, people who do things. And I I think those projects are going to have this sort of stickiness to them and ability to last for forever, probably, because it's more than just a little pixelated photo. It's a collection. It's like a it's like a collection of brains and people. Um, It's a a social thing as well. So I I sort of really realized that the, the crypto punk community is the sort of a tier one A plus community when it comes to NFTs, uh, I realized it's not going anywhere. Um, projects traded down for a long time. It's probably down like 90% in, in dollar terms from the the, the top oh, wow. in some instances, which is pretty good for NFTs because most of them are down a hundred. Um, but I came home and I, I bought, I bought a kind of forever CryptoPunk for myself. That's my little uh, picture in Gmail now, that little guy with the shades. Wow. So I don't know if you
0: saw him. Yeah, yeah, I did. Now, are you, uh, do you have any remorse about this purchase or are you, was it an impulse buy? Are you happy with it? Will you trade it? I've, I've
1: owned punks before. Um, I actually bought them pretty early and I got all of my friends to, to buy them. You know, I probably bought my first punk for like five or $6,000. Uh, when everything started going haywire last summer, I, I sold all of mine for, for like a really big gain. And then right after I sold them in like the next week or two, they went up like another five or six X and in, in a month and all my friends got hilariously rich. And I was just kind of on the outside, like looking in what an idiot I am. So I've been waiting to, to buy another one, you know, when, when things cool down, I've had my eye on it for a while.
0: Uh, not really an impulse buy I have like a long-term investment thesis about these JPEGs. You sounded like uh, the shredder from Ninja Turtles when you said, I've owned punks for a long time. <laughs> I, just, I just, you know, either that or like Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget, like, oh, get you, gadget, <laughs> next time. Like, you know, I'm going to get all the punks. And all right. Um, now, me saying trading the uh, you at the shades on, is that something you could do or would you just straight up sell it? Break down selling and trading in the NFT world. Yeah, so there's different types of NFT holders, right? There are guys, we call them flippers,
1: right? They, you know, people flip houses, people flip JPEGs. You know, they look for undervalued projects or undervalued right. like items in a project. Like some sells uh, like blue baseball caps are really valuable, but for some reason he sells a penguin with a blue baseball cap for, for too cheap. So they buy it and they relist it for like a higher price and sell it to the next guy. So there's guys who do that for a living, just a lot of short-term trading. Uh, And then there's also people who kind of invest in these things for like long-term portfolios and plan on keeping them uh, forever. They're sort of in it for the art. Um, And then there's people in in the space who are just kind of, they're just gambling, you know. NFTs are kind of really fun lottery tickets in a way. So a lot of people are just trying to kind of get rich,
0: but most of them do not. I read something, an NFT bull run. I saw that in the notes and uh, it says, what was the last NFT bull run like? What is a bull run?
1: Yeah. Bull run is a period in markets where prices go up like a lot, like a stock market bull run, a uh, crypto bull run, right, okay. NFT bull run. Uh, last year was basically our first NFT bull run ever. It was the first time the general public kind of saw these things and, and got involved. And it 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 was it was really wild. Like I saw things I I never thought I was gonna see. Um, people were trading, you know, clip art pictures of cartoon rocks for multiple millions of dollars, oh, and there were just thousands of animal project derivatives coming out, and it was it was just it it was it was crazy. I saw a lot of people make. I had friends who just made just incredible sums of money. Uh, I was a little skeptical of it right so i kind of took my profits and left towards the beginning and that that ended up being a very Mm. poor decision i probably left a (laughs) a considerable amount of cash on the table but i've been waiting to buy in you know because it's been it's been brutal for the last few months i mean these things are absolutely getting destroyed it turns out when people like lose money in the stock market and they need to to pay rent or whatever the, the first thing they they liquidate is is their little cartoon cartoon pictures of bears and stuff
0: was there something you saw at the uh, NFT NYC that was like just bonkers? Like, was there just some crazy shit that you were like, "All right, I wouldn't do that," or "This guy's gonna be fucked"?
1: Uh, I saw a bunch of goblins making love to trees. That was a little bit strange. Um, <laughs> lots of lots of kind of showy stuff like that, but that was that was probably the the strangest thing. I feel like you should uh, find this. This video on the internet, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to say it while, while, while keeping the, the podcast uh, G-rated, but uh, there, were, there, there were goblins making, uh, making sweet, sweet love to, to
0: trees and, and some sort of display wow. for a project. Yeah, it was... That was a, a very sweet way to describe that. And goblins and trees. It is funny that it takes us that long sometimes to see certain worlds uh, mesh together and... Uh, and try to just, you know, express themselves like that. Now, these people were, were they, you know, was it a hot, did you see the tree and go, yeah, I get it. <laughs> or was, uh, or was it just the goblin being a little too charming and the tree just gave in? I, I don't know if the tree consented, you know, because it's a tree, but the, the yeah. goblin was, he was really going for it. He was really going for it. He was going for it. Yeah, the goblins, I think, on a whole are pretty, uh, Pretty aggressive. (laughs) Okay. So that was crazy. So, so there's a little bit of a Comic Con furry uh, element to these things where it's just like anything goes. Yeah. It was everything from full blown
1: music festivals to weird, freaky goblin tree sex to, you know, normal kind of builder type people talking about the infrastructure they're building. Really, really had a little bit of something for everybody there.
0: Now, if I didn't know too much about the NFT world and I went to something like this, and this is my now understanding and you know impression of the world like is that bad for the nft world it's almost like you you go to la for a weekend you go it rained two out of the three days la sucks you're like well you weren't only there for three days and now using that as your basis for what you think about that place do you understand what i'm saying yeah
1: it just it really depends on who you are and what you like and what random thing you walk into because depending on those two combos you could see something you that's really awesome or be like i hate all of these
0: people i never want to see any of this again in my life right is there any way to um to come out of these events and go all right i can predict the future uh what's in store for nfts
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah i mean to to a degree um
1: i think that uh, like online right you you are you're constantly being marketed to everybody's like buy this ape buy this lion buy this like picture of a clock or whatever the hell everybody's selling and it's it's really hard to kind of cut through the noise and figure out what's what's really going on but when you're on the ground you have time to talk to people who are building particular things people who are fund managers and they're investing with a thesis, you kind of get like a more rational view of, of things, right? Like a good example of this is is uh, like crypto gaming, for example, really big. And it go, goes mm-hmm. hand in hand with the NFTs because you can be playing a game and your, your, your battle axe is actually an NFT. Then you can go sell it to somebody else who, who wants that battle axe. That was like a big narrative over the last year that that was gonna be this huge thing to invest in. I talked to a couple of uh, fund managers who invest in gaming, and they're like super skeptical of blockchain gaming. They're like, yeah, this is, this is kind of a nothing burger for the foreseeable future. Um, it's very difficult right. to build games. It's very difficult to run games on the blockchain. It's mostly people just sort of using this narrative to kind of pump some coin and, and dump it on an unsuspecting investor, right? It's why investing in this stuff, if you don't know what the heck you're doing, is, is, is really, really
0: dangerous. Like you literally can just have something go to zero in the span of weeks. Right. Before we wrap this up, I'm getting closer, like I said, uh, to buy my first NFT. I'm getting a little, uh, trepidatious. I'm getting cold feet as they say in the marriage (laughs) world. I want to ask you a few questions here that might help steer me in the right direction. What kind of person should be buying NFTs? And, uh, should I be buying NFTs right now? And how do I even buy an NFT? Those are, those are great questions, Adam. Uh, what kind of person should be buying NFTs? Well, if, if,
1: if you're somebody who like is really into art, you're really into culture, pop culture, you like movies, you like music, right? That's kind of your vibe. I think this is like a cool asset class for you. um I think the other important thing is that you have a lot of time on your hands because it's not yes. easy to just it's not like you can go buy the s and p five hundred and then it goes up. It's like an index, right? you have to buy an individual project and if you buy the wrong project you you probably lose all your money. so somebody who like likes to Dig into that sort of thing. Somebody who fancies themselves a bit of a tastemaker—they can spot cool stuff before other people do. Uh, NFTs mm-hmm. are, are a great thing for you, um, you know. But like, like I said, it's it's going to be it's going to be ninety percent stuff you buy that just kind of goes to zero. And if you know what you're doing, you may have this sort of one in ten thing that you buy that makes a, a ton of money. So if if that sounds uh, cool to you, then go for it. The the other type of person is somebody who maybe just sees one of these little pictures and they're like, you know what? I really like that. I want to pay like 200 bucks for this little character and I don't care if it goes to zero just because I like it and it makes me happy right. and I want to make it my Twitter right. picture, right? If that's you, then yeah, that, that's that's a cool thing too. You just spend money on things you like and if they go up, it's an added bonus. Uh, as for where to buy them, uh, two kind of main places right now where a lot of this has taken place. Um, NFTs are really big on on the Solana blockchain and they're really big on, on Ethereum. Solana is kind of like a faster... Cheaper Ethereum, to greatly oversimplify it, they have a, ma- a marketplace there called uh, Magic Eden. So, right, you can uh, you got to figure out how to use a Solana wallet, right? Because you got to you got to connect your wallet to these marketplaces, and then you got to do the transaction that way. It's not like you you go on a Shopify store and buy them. You you do have to learn how to use a crypto wallet. Uh, on Ethereum, the biggest marketplace right now is a marketplace called uh, OpenSea. So, OpenSea, mm-hmm. Magic Eden go to those two websites. You can browse around, see if anything looks cool to you. I, I always recommend figuring out w- where the project, where the people are hanging out, right? Like most of these collections, they have a Discord. You can kind of hop in the Discord, see what people are doing, what people are saying, see if you kind of vibe with the community. That's kind of one of the biggest things with the NFTs It's like who owns them? Uh, who are the people that you're, you're buying into this thing with? Because you're on this boat together
0: and you're trying to make it not sink, you know? Uh, So that's what I'd have to say about that. Well, before I, uh, lock in my, uh, my selection, I guess my purchase, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably look, I'll probably be a little under the influence and I will uh, be shooting you a message and maybe you can give me like a last few do it or don't do it pointers. You know, it's almost like with a tattoo, like I almost got, you know, my niece's names tattooed on my collarbone when I was in Indiana and this couple, told me they'd open up their parlor uh, around 2 a.m. to to give me a free tattoo. And then a buddy of mine called me uh, simultaneously and I told him what I was about to do. And he was like, don't do that. I was like, you're right. So everybody needs a friend to just chime in at the right time. And so uh, I'm hoping you can do that uh, for me. Um, Now, the next event that happens NFT style, is it going to be in New York? Is there a Vegas one coming up? I think there might be some value in me uh, attending one of these. I feel like there actually is a lot of value. And you
1: attending one of these things, I, I think NFTs are, they're really made for, for, for artists, for musicians, for comedians, actors, and people who have like sort of a built-in following and influence, right? Like a lot of these people with these animal profile picture projects, right? It's a couple of random guys in Serbia or something. And then they're trying to launch some new character, right? From scratch and to, and give it value versus if you have somebody come in who's already like a prominent artist, right? Like a good example of this mm-hmm. is, a, I don't know if you know Damien Hurst, but he, yeah, I so do. he launched the NFT collection last summer. And because it was him, and because he did it in like a tasteful way, like that project still has a ton of value. Like it, it definitely pumped up and went down a little bit, but that it's it's still like eight or $9,000 to buy one of those original pieces. And I, I I'm actually really bullish on that particular collection in general. Like if you're somebody who likes art, right. You're like, I'm not into the lion pictures, but like, I could, I could do a piece of art, but like, you're going to see more of that. You're going to see people who already have like legitimacy in the real world. They're going to figure out how to transfer that to NFT collections, whether that's artists or whether that's musicians or whatnot. It's a, it's a great way for people to sort of monetize, um, their, their their fandom, right? It's like it's similar to how people, you know, people sell merch, people like to buy merch for their YouTube yes. influencers and stuff. Like that. It's like the same it's the same basic thing um except it's it's kind of better and more interesting in a lot of ways. Uh another good example of somebody who's doing this is you know Gary V, uh I assume. Yep. So he did a collection called V friends and they are kind of silly little drawings that I I think he did them himself and they look kind of stupid. But they're they're more than just drawings. They have they have utility attached to them. For example, I, I think one of the higher end ones. If you hold that NFT, you can go to a, a Knicks game courtside with Gary like once a year. Like that's your benefit. And people are like, that's cool. that's cool. I I I get that value. Yeah. If there's something here. I want to buy that. Yeah. So I think we're gonna see more of that in the coming years. People figuring out uh, new and creative ways to to use this. There also will be people figuring out new and creative ways to scam people, unfortunately, but that's yeah, a reality of, of any new technology. So there is,
0: you don't know the exact date for the next event? Or no, what I mean, there, there, are,
1: there are events happening. Like People put these things on all over the place. You don't need a permit or anything to put on an NFT event. And NYC okay. is the biggest okay. one. Um, I got to check the calendar when the next one is though. Thank
0: you for reminding me of that. Hey man, what are friends for? <laughs> um. All right, well, uh, we learned a lot. New York was a successful trip. When is it not? You know, New York, I think there's just like, like the uh, NFT crypto world, there's something for everybody. And uh, you gave us some things to think about. You gave us some things to, uh, to refresh our, um, our extent of, of what we know in the crypto world, which for me, again, is constantly evolving. And by that, I mean constantly confusing. Because this is a... Uh, a time where I think everyone's looking for an escape. And I feel like that's where shit like this can really uh, become an interest to, to certain people where you're like, man, the news is just so unbearable. Maybe I can get lost in this uh, crypto punk world. And uh, you know, where there's no real disappointment other than, you know, will my guy with a pipe make more (laughs) than my uh, monkey with a fedora? Right. That's good. Yeah by the way I'm looking at some of these characters and again I need I need names to be attached to these guys for me me to really be. do you you feel a connection with
1: them a little bit though or are you still looking at them like these are stupid
0: no 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 I well because the the retro Nintendo vibe uh, is very cool like you've got you've got like you know a Hello Kitty type character with an eye patch you've got a a kid i you know i think it was third chair clarinet with me in seventh grade smoking (laughs) a cig you've got you've got one of the bass players from bare naked ladies i don't know there's something again for everybody and um this feels like my next move so that's what i'm into uh all right bud great episode thanks again we learned a lot um and uh we'll see you next week for more what the heck is crypto thanks Thanks, adam good to see you